What is going on, Roto-Grinders? Dean here. It's Dean, 78904. If you want to get all technical on me, it's 520 on the dot on the East Coast, 220 on the West Coast, 420 Tennessee time. No coincidence there. Of course, that means it's time for the flagship show here at Roto-Grinders. It's called Grinders Live. It's sponsored by Fantasy Draft. And join me today, the GPP savant himself. It's uh, Kyle. Kyle, but you, you had a, it's not a case on the Monday. It's a case of something over the weekend. I saw a little fender. Uh, that's what I heard in the uh, during one of your shows, one of the premium shows yep. over this weekend. How's the car? Are we all good? Yeah, it was all good. It was just uh, a little old lady just bumped me a little bit in, in a pharmacy parking lot on on the way to get some paper towel. But uh, everything's all good now, all squared away, yeah. Hold on. I have, I have a couple of questions. You went to the store specifically just to get paper towels? No other reason? That one item? Well, Dean, when, when you realize that when you live with a uh, significant other, it's it's now <laughs> or never, man. You got to do what, what what's told of you. So. We- <laughs> You don't like buy. You go to Costco and stock them up, man. You, you gotta get a whole bunch prepped, or no? I should have, man. I went there and got like I think eight rolls, and it was like twenty dollars. I was like, what the? I'm getting robbed here. But yeah, I thought you were just looking wife, for a way to get that. You, <laughs> you, you're not married. Are you? You're not married. No, though, right? no, no. Oh, okay. Just in a yeah. All right. The old lady. She, she saw the hair and she's like, oh, you know, I'm, I know I'm gonna meet this guy. I'm gonna accidentally accidentally bump into him. So uh, yeah, and, I guess so. I guess so. How's everything yeah. otherwise in your world? It's good. Yeah, it's good. You know, it's a Monday. Uh, tomorrow's New Year's Eve, so I'm kind of excited for that. Got some plans going to a uh, getting an Airbnb with some friends, so I'm excited. But nothing more exciting than the, the slate out in hand here. So yeah. where are you going? Like Windsor? You're going to party in Windsor or something? Uh, uh, what are you, Detroit? Uh, what, what's going down uh, in, in Grand the Grand Rapids? Household? Going to Grand Rapids. Yeah. All right. Sounds like good times. Yeah. Shenanigans. Did you tell the person at the Airbnb that shenanigans are going down? Or you kind of assume that if you're renting out your place on on New Year's. Well, the thing is, we're kind of going in with a little bit of uh, suspicion because it's an eight-person max, and I think we got twelve people in there total. So we're we're keeping it under the radar. So hopefully, hopefully, the person that we're renting this from isn't listening to this right now. <laughs> it's highly unlikely. <laughs> but if you are listening to this right now, of course, you want you want to talk about NBA DFS. Talk about it in a second. Uh, Got to hit a couple points before we dig in and start talking about this slate. Of course, we have some body parts, body parts on lay. We will get to as well. But uh, so. Uh, we like to do a little uh, for the YouTube people. What's up, YouTube? Feel free to like and subscribe. And now we're incentivizing you guys to like today because if we get to, I believe it's 150 likes. Is that correct? I'm checking my notes here, trying to pull it up. And yes, if we get to 150 likes today, you will get uh, Noto Notorious's premium grind down for free tomorrow. Uh, and tomorrow is a huge, actually a pretty big slate. It's kind of an opposite week, right? Where Monday and Wednesday is kind of small uh, as far as the slates. And I believe Tuesday and Thursday has got a uh, a bunch of games so uh smash that like button caress that like button do whatever you want to do just make sure it turns the, the thumb up and we get to 150 can we make that happen kyle 150 likes i think that's that's not too ambitious is it of course yeah we got to ring in the new year with 150 likes if uh and if you do it you get an awesome nice tool to use on the on the next slate so uh gotta do it gotta get done yeah uh and i use this as we you know go throughout the show i kind of you know breaks down game by game and all sorts yeah. of stats are in there as well too uh it's it was free last year and people are like, well, we're having the grind down now. Now it's premium, and it's actually much of it improved as well too, because yeah. the DVA stuff's in there. Defense versus archetype, I love that kind of something I lean on, and like all sorts of stats are kind of jammed in there. And again, notorious, I'm sure you guys know, one of the OGs of the DFS industry, uh, one of the best guys uh, out there for content. Uh, five days a week, I believe that's a uh, grind down. I think it's seven days, but he, I think he, does, he covers five. If you guys are premium members, you all know out there. Again, hit the like button. We get to 150. We will uh, give that for free uh, tomorrow. Uh, do want to mention. January 1st, we're starting a new streak contest with the SharpSide app. Uh, the goal basically is for to reward users 
with FanDuel credit for the longer the streak becomes. Now, uh, your wagers, on the, if you guys don't know the partnership, uh, get, the, get the sharp set up. This doesn't cost you anything. If you get a streak long enough, you'll start getting a FanDuel money. Uh, right from at least six. You start a streak from six to ten, you get $10 per pick. Uh, you extend that even longer, like a streak from 11 to 15, that's $20 per pick. Yada, 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 all the way up to uh, 21 uh, to 30. You get a streak up to 21 to 30, you get $100 per pick in that, uh, in that bracket as well. Uh, I don't. Do, do we have any whale plays today for the people, Kyle? Because you know, I don't know who's thirty-seven and zero or thirty-eight and zero or what your record is officially. But you have to be minus one forty for what, it, for what it's worth. You can't just pick like the chalk of the chalk. Uh, yeah, and I don't yeah. know if you saw it, but there was a, a video of a whale play that was considered a lock at halftime, and then it went all went. It broke loose. Uh, pick six, and then a missed field goal, so they ended up losing the bet. But uh, so no, I'm saying the video I'm disappeared mysteriously. What, what happened yeah. to that video? I, I believe the interrupts. It just disappeared. What happened to it? Yeah, I'm staying away from that. I'm, I'm hands clean. No thanks. How, how does he do it? How does he do it? We don't know. Uh, you can ask a lot of things in his life. How does he do it? But I suppose we don't have time for that. We're going to talk NBA DFS in a second. Uh, I'm not sure if we will link on that uh, contest just yet. Probably in the forums coming. If we do, Devin's going to go ahead and drop it. But again, check out the sharp side app. There'll be a banner on that. And it's just free money over there in Fandle if you get your streak above uh, six and beyond. Shout outs. <clears throat> oh, I needed some water apparently. Let's get the shout outs to those that are rocking the RG badge. Of course, you rock the RG badge around the industry. You get uh, one month free RG premium if you finish in the top 10 a certain contest. There will definitely be a link for that and dropped in chat as well. We want to give a shout out to the for those that are doing so. Reading this one cold, so hopefully there's name the, the names are not too goofy. We got JoJo two two eighteen, and we got Stephen Purdy, as well as a uh, Flatliners two one three four. Going to talk body parts in a second, but uh, overall assessment as far as the slate. Of course, there's a lot of questionable stuff up in the air. Uh, two games start at seven o'clock in the East Coast. Fans draft uh, the sponsor of the show. You got to lock things in so. Maybe you kind of take chances as far as your lineups. Oh, I'm just seeing this right now. I'm not sure if you saw it as far as the body parts. Uh, you have an air horn or something of the sort. Bradley Beal is going to be out, so Washington's going to be a lot of fun to talk about. Yep, just saw that, and then I was trying to update everything um, projection-wise <laughs> while while you were talking, so uh, that's what I was doing. But, yeah, I got most of it updated, but obviously, of course, right when we uh, go live, that's when the news breaks. Just That's how it goes. But I think that's a kind of how we assumed this night was going to go. A lot of big names who were – uh, questionable early in the day with the honest being eventually ruled in, but questionable to say the least. And uh, now Beal's out. So just uh, another day in the NBA life. I'm going to lean on you, by the way, for breaking down Washington. <laughs> I'm going to play the role of, of host and you're going to play the role of analyst because okay. I was, I was thinking Beal was going to play in, in my thought yeah. process. Uh, they were saying he's close. Of course, there's no reason for Washington to push it because they're going nowhere. But uh, those Washington rotations are going to be a lot of fun for sure. As far as the other body parts, uh, yeah. Scala Basier is going to be out for a while with Portland. Mario Zonia is questionable with his back. We just got Bradley Beal being questionable with his leg. Uh, Milwaukee's healthier. Brad, uh, Eric Bledsoe, he's uh, back with his leg. He's probable. Giannis Antetokounmpo, his back, he is probable with that as well. So the Milwaukee value uh, essentially gone. Uh, Detroit, Marquise Morris, your Pistons, he's not going to play with his foot. And Blake Griffin with that wonky knee is doubtful. I cannot imagine he plays. <clears throat> Alex Land is probable with his ankle. Jamari Parker is out with his shoulder. Evan Turner, why did I write him down? He's probable with a hamstring. Uh, Trey Young, that's a big one, of course. He's out with his ankle. Orlando, uh, Aaron Gordon is out with his Achilles. Mo Bamba is available with his ankle. Minnesota, an hour after lock. Cat is questionable with his knee once again. Can't they just tell us he's not going to play like three weeks ago? He's not going to play for three weeks? Minnesota's the worst. They're the worst as far as in injuries. Uh, 
Yeah, that's just they, too easy, Dean. That's just too easy. You know why are we doing this Okie put? You know the thing is, Minnesota is really gaming the system, and like they're they're forcing the other team to like we got a game plan just in case Cat like plays and they burn yeah. thirty minutes and they laugh in their face as they're getting shut up by thirty points. Um, yep. What are you doing, Minnesota? Wiggins had the fish. He's questionable. Travion Graham is also questionable too. Uh, Laurie Market into the fish. He's not feeling particularly well. He is questionable. The other Bulls are all probable because the Bulls, the Bulls are always probable because their their coaching staff is a bunch of jerks. They like to have fun with the system. Uh, and this one, just uh, DeAndre Ayton was questionable. He's upgraded the questionable today uh, with his ankle. That is a later game, of course. And uh, that basically makes that front court worthless, I think, assuming he plays. We shall see. Stay tuned on that. What's the most important piece of news that we're waiting for? I guess it's Cat. Yeah, Cat, um, and, and then Wiggins too. So those are yeah. the, the big ones over there. Um, I think that's about. I think that's it for the real significant stuff. I think for the most part, we did get pretty lucky today with you know stuff being ruled in or out before lock. Uh, I think the Cat thing will probably be something we get right around lock, maybe even after lock. So that's unfortunate, but it's just the reality that we're living in. So uh, same thing with Wiggins, obviously. So. I think that's about it, but I think I think everything else it's mostly in the Pistons game or guys probable like you mentioned the Chicago game. So um, I think that's about it. I'm pulling up our lineup HQ stuff right now, but for the Washington game, I'm curious to see how the minutes minutes are going to be divvied up. Uh, of course, that's the first game we're really talking about. Of course, you break it down game by game. First one on the slate: my Miami Heat against the Washington Wizards. Two twenty-eight is the total. Washington is a ten-point dog here. Um, well, I guess first we should start talking about, uh, well, the Miami side. Let's talk about the Miami side. How, how good, how tasty is Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler? Yeah, very tasty. I mean, I think you were the one that actually tweeted out the pricing over here, how they're, they're, <laughs> they're pretty highly priced over the past week or so, and now they have an amazing matchup and their prices come down. So Butler and Bam are both amazing plays, especially on DraftKings. 7-6 for Bam over on DraftKings is just way too low. 7-8, same thing for Butler. I think those guys are amazing plays on both sides, but specifically on DraftKings is where they're really good. Um, Butler's one of my favorite Fanduel plays. Uh, it's just hard, hard for me to get away from me. He just fits in so many lineups nicely. I guess the secondary piece that I'm getting to a lot of is Goran Dragic. I've seen him come back from that injury, and the minutes have been there. The usage has been great. Uh, nearly 30% assist rate so far this season, so... Um, yeah, I'm all over it over the past 30 days, uh, 1.04 fantasy point per minute. So I, I like Dragic quite a bit in this uh, cupcake matchup here. Yeah, uh, the prices on Butler and Adebayo and like fantasy draft just tends to follow suit with DK, how that works. But you mentioned Butler is 7.8 on DK, Adebayo is 7.6 on DK. Uh, on fantasy draft, Butler is 14K, Adebayo is 13.7. I mean, come on. <laughs> how do you not play those guys <laughs> yeah i mean i i think you just play them i mean it's obviously a great matchup it's not like you're dealing with any kind of factors that are shying away from them so great matchup um great the minutes are all, all, always there for these two and i think they're just great plays yeah so washington is the worst team in the league when it comes to defense, defensive efficiency they're the worst team in the league when it comes to yielding fantasy points allowed collectively uh rebounding they're they are like fifth or sixth worst and the you know they they play at a fast pace like you know the store build a bear in the mall you ever buy your significant other a build a bear if you're going to build an opponent yep. it's basically the Washington Wizards yep uh, exactly have you ever been sucked into the build a bear has that been something you've uh not since I was younger man but when I 
when it was younger, it was me trying to get my parents to take me there. I was doing the uh, guilt tripping. So <laughs> now I haven't been there in what, 15 years. So, yeah. Is that still a thing? I don't, are malls still a thing? I think malls are still Ma- a thing, right? Malls, <laughs> malls are definitely still a thing. I don't know if Build-A-Bear is, but malls, <laughs> I, I can confirm those are still a thing. Yeah. Uh, so you got to love those guys on Miami. You met, mentioned the dry, you know, the dragon, Goran Dragic. He's been better yeah. of late since going back from his injury. As far as uh, the point system, how it works out, he's better on DK and fantasy draft. 1.03 fantasy points per minute as opposed to 0.96 on FanDuel and Yahoo. I know you're scoring. Uh, somebody, you know, I was tweeting that, uh, on Twitter talking about that price. And uh, as far as, you know, Butler and Adebayo and everybody's like, well, the game's going to be a blowout. Like, for starters, if you think the game's going to be blowout, just forget DFS and just, like, smash the Miami side. If the game's going to be blowout, yeah. just double your money. <laughs> There's no GBP in that, but just play Miami. Secondly, the line is 10. Like, okay, so if it's a 10-point lead with three minutes to go in the game, the studs are still out there. Uh, you know, if that, assuming that Vegas is right and, you know, those buildings don't build themselves, they're usually pretty sharp. Uh, the third part is, if Miami does blow out Washington, how do you think they blow Washington out? <laughs> like, how does that happen? With the guys that we're talking about, right? Yep, exactly. Yep. Yeah. So you don't. The thought, the question, basically, is like, are you afraid of blowouts? Is that something you're? You know, is that something you? You could certainly build a narrative for a lineup yeah. and say, well, what if this game blows out? But like, as a general thought, especially if your if your your players are on the positive side of the potential blowout. Yes, me personally, I try not to think about it too much. Obviously, it makes your way into your train of thought, especially when you. For example, you see like a Bucks team going against a Knicks team. You're kind of like, okay, this seems inevitable. But uh, for the most part, I try to leave that out of the decision-making process because we've seen anything happen. You know, a close game with a one-point spread could turn into a blowout. So we're not going to go trying to do that. So um, I try just to leave it alone. And I'll really kind of make those decisions when it's, you know, a 15, 16-point spread here. But in a 10-point game, um, I'm, I'm okay with that. And plus, it's just such a good matchup. I think these guys can get there even if they only play, what, 32 minutes. I really think the only way we see this game blow out and not have a big game from either Butler or Bam is what if we see Robinson hit 14 threes again or something oh like boy. that. So, yeah, I got to mention uh, my Wolverine. But uh, so overall, I think it's okay, and I'm not going to factor it in too much. Yeah, I mean, I think if you're MMA, you could also get the guys like Nunn. You can get to a guy like Hero if you think the game's going to blow out. He might get a little extended run. Uh, DJJ might get close to 30 minutes or so, so he's playable as well, too. I've stalled long enough. Uh, the Washington side, I'm checking yeah. out. Our, where I, I presume it's going to be Thomas and the Mitten, uh, Troy Brown, Williams, Don Mahimi, you know, Ish. McCray is, you know, he's a gunner. He likes to shoot. Um, all right. <laughs> you know, Washington's not projected to get blown out. They're projected to score 110 points. And, you know, I guess the blowout is more likely with Beal off the court because, you know, there's less – uh, there's really not a lot to, to trust here as far as the Washington side, but you know, some of these dudes are cheap. You want to run it back as far as a, a mini stack. Who's your favorite wizards? Is that a trick question or is there some guys you like? No, I think there's a lot of guys that you can like here. I mean, it is a, it is not necessarily a short rotation because they're still probably going to run nine guys out there. I have nine guys in the rotation as of now, but um, you know, I have a few guys getting around 30 minutes. I have McCray projected for 30 minutes. Uh, it seems like that was kind of what his limit was at last game. And with his pricing be, being 4K on FanDuel and 4-6 uh, on DraftKings, he's been a really good permanent scorer uh, in fantasy so far this season. So he's a guy that I have a lot of interest in if he's going to get around 30 minutes. Troy Brown played nearly 37 minutes last game. So he's definitely interesting. The price is kind of uh, not appetizing at all. It's really not appealing. But if you do ha- – you know, if you find him in your pricing range, this is a tough matchup here for this for this one. But um, I think guys that are going to play significant minutes, you can definitely bring it back here with. 
Uh, so it's mainly McCray for me, but I think you can go back to Gary Payton, the second, not the first, the second, if you want. I don't love that, but he's just been so productive and efficient that if you do want to go back there, I get it. And he should, you know, see 33, 32 minutes in this one with Beal sitting. Um, but another guy on FanDuel, 4-7 for Isaiah Thomas on FanDuel. I'm definitely willing to take that price on. Um, his usage has been insane with these guys off the floor. Um, the minutes haven't been, you know, amazing. They're, it seems like there's another guy they're trying to keep limited in his minutes. So I haven't projected for 30 as well. So it's kind of weird. The guys who I have uh, kind of on a minutes limit, McCray and Thomas are the guys I had the most interest in. But um, their usage and their permanent, you know, efficiency have been really nice so far this year. And in a tough matchup, I'm willing to go there with those two. Yeah, I was just going to do – I pulled up the court IQ, and I'm like, I'm, is it worth kicking all these guys? Are we going to get anything if we kick everybody up the court in Washington? Or it's like there's going to be no minutes, right? Like Because there's too many guys to kick off, I think. Yeah, the, the only guy that got like a significant sample was Troy Brown Jr., and it was 100 minutes, and he's had like a 26% usage and a, like a 1.1 fantasy point per minute. The rest of the guys, they're just – you know, um, the, men, the the sample's just not there, but just uh, kind of going off the past few games is where you see Isaiah Thomas, you know, last game primarily you see Isaiah Thomas with the ball in his hands a lot and was really efficient in that. I think he played 28 minutes. Uh, no, 29 minutes. He's happy minutes to shoot. Game, so. He's very yeah. happy to shoot. Oh, yeah, always. So the, it's McCray and Thomas mainly for me, but um, you can you can go back to guys like Brown or Payton as well. You're not chasing all those steals for Gary, Gary Payton? No, no, but he's just playing so many minutes that, you know, it, yeah. I just, it just feels like he's safe with those minutes. So um, as, until there's something that, you know, leads me to believe those minutes aren't going to be there anymore, um, I'm okay with it, especially with Beal out. I just feel like it's going to continue to be a 32, 33-minute guy night in, night out. Anything else in this game that's worth talking about or shall I move on? Uh, no, that's pretty much it for me. So Atlanta's in Orlando. 209 is the total. Atlanta has the lowest total on the board, less than 100 as far as their team total at 99. Um, there's no Trey Young. This is kind of this weird predicament. Like normally we saw at Milwaukee, you take the monster usage guy out of the lineup and all of a sudden all his value sort of pops up. But Atlanta, we're taking the big usage guy out of the lineup. Now, of course, they still have Collins as well. And Collins is one of the few guys that like relative to everybody else, he's kind of priced up. Uh, and of course the matchup against Orlando is not good. Can he get there? Sure. But the route is not nearly as clean as far as I can tell. I guess he's an instant tournament play. Uh, I know Reddish gets a bump with, uh, with Young off the court for what it's worth. Hurt is probably going to play some more point as well who's playing backup point when Young isn't there. But, I mean, are you finding yourself gravitating to a lot of these Hawks? Again, the best, you know, fantasy guy on the team is booted off, but they still have so many bodies, and a lot of guys are going to play, like, mid-20s as far as their minutes, and they have a tricky rotation to kind of figure out as well, too. The matchup's not very good. Like, long story short, like, Atlanta, I'm surprised, but I'm not really on many of these guys. Is that where you're at as well? Um, I'm kind of lukewarm on them, I guess. Um. Yeah. Realistically, they could run out 11 to 12 guys in this rotation if they wanted to, depending on what they do with their big men here, aka Damian Jones and Fernando. And, you know, they could obviously take Carter out of the out of the rotation tonight, but we've seen it before. So I do have interest in a couple of guys here. Um, Cam Reddish definitely being one of them. John Collins being another one. I think it is obviously a pretty tough matchup here, but um, John Collins is going to be the guy with Trey Young out. He smashed last game. I think it's another good spot for him to play. You know, I've been fetching for 34 minutes right now, um, 1.3. Uh, per minute guy so far this season so Collins is a guy that I'm definitely willing to go back to and I think the ownership will be uh, somewhat fair I guess uh, in a spot against Orlando where the matchup is pretty tough pace is pretty slow so people might be off of him another guy to watch for is, is Kevin Herter I know you know the the pricing is definitely not exciting I probably don't play him much on DraftKings but on Fandle he's 5-1 and he's just he's essentially running the, the point guard you know 
probably even more than Cam Reddish. She had seven potential assists last game, and the minutes have been you know pretty steady. So Kevin Hurd is a guy I have some interest in. But other than that, just not a whole lot for me here on the Atlanta side. It's mainly Reddish, Collins, and Herder with some interest, but nothing crazy. And then the main guy being Collins for me. I do think he has a pretty strong play, but I don't put him on the same level as Bam or, or um, some of these other power forwards. And it makes sense. A six-game slate, and Collins has the upside to put a, put a 50 for sure against anybody. Obviously, yeah. the matchup's not very good. And if you're shopping around, comparative shopping, his price is just hiked up in a bad matchup. That's why he's 7%. That's what I'm seeing as far as his ownership projection as of right now. Obviously, his ownership projections get more and more refined. The closer we get the lock and more, the more information that's popping out. And, and I'm seeing everybody else, and like Hunter is getting some percentage. But basically, that's it on this team as far as ownership. Of course, it matters what site you're shopping on as well, too, as far as lineup construction and price and things of that sort. But, yeah, uh, Atlanta's just hard to get enthused about. Bad matchups there. As far as the other side, um, well, well, Jonathan Isaac, uh, you, you know, you're a FanDuel guy. I know you'll play FanDuel. You get the extra point over there, uh, three points for the stocks. And you got to catch him on the right night as far as the stocks. He, he has the ability to get seven or eight or nine steals and blocks. And yeah. Atlanta is one and two as far as yielding stocks, as far as yielding steals, yielding blocks. Uh, I think it's Cleveland that jumped ahead on one on the whatever Atlanta doesn't matter. So it's hard to predict steals and blocks, but if you're good at predict steals and blocks, uh, this will be a night to suggest that Isaac's got a better chance than most to get like seven or eight or nine. Correct. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you summed it up perfectly. Uh, Atlanta has been a team that has been, you know, turning the ball over a ton. I think that might come down a little bit. Trey young is pretty turnover happy. So uh, that could potentially uh, kind of hurt his opportunity to get some steals in this one. I obviously don't think it will change too much. I still think uh, this is a pretty sloppy team. and They do play at a fast pace, so the steals opportunity should still be there. But mainly I think it's just the the opportunity for him to get a little bit of increased usage with Aaron Gordon off the floor is what is interesting for Isaac for me here. Um, and then another guy that kind of jumps into what – I assume he's going to jump into the closing rotation. He did last game with uh, Aaron Gordon who got banged up in the middle of the game, and that's Terrence Ross. I'm projected for 30 minutes today. Uh, with him, you know, essentially being small forward here in the closing rotation, getting a few extra minutes and a good matchup against Atlanta, I do think he's pretty interesting. The price is really appealing. I don't love the position that he's in um, on Fanduel, or, yeah, on Fanduel, because uh, some of these top end shooting guards are so nice. But on DraftKings, where you can kind of play anywhere, anyone anywhere with uh, the eligibility issue over there, um, I think Terrence Ross is a pretty strong play, and I, I have him uh, as one of the. Not better value plays on the slate, but I think he's a strong value play. Um, and I, I'm getting to him a pretty good amount over on DraftKings. You don't think Wes Awundu is going to close for Orlando? No, I don't. <laughs> no, I, don't. I think the plan for Awundu is just have him sit in the corner and touch the ball as little as possible and then maybe play some defense, but that's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he does average, what, 0. 0.6, 0. 0.59 fantasy points per minute. He probably draws a start and he probably plays yeah. 28 minutes or so or something like that. And on a night where you need him value, I guess, because he's still minimum pretty much everywhere. Uh, again, understanding your site, understanding how much you might need somebody. Uh, and also understand just Yahoo. I know they're not sponsoring our show today, but it's just kind of worth mentioning. Like, Awandu's $10. Augustin's $10. Ross is $10. Like, who plays Awandu? Like, just understanding how that works. Uh, yeah, yeah, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Do we care about DJ Augustine? Do we care about Fultz? Uh, yeah, they're kind of – you mentioned Fandle and the point guard over there, and I don't think anybody necessarily – Dragic is interesting. Thomas is certainly interesting, yeah. with, you know, with, with, uh, with BL being out. Uh, is Fultz is in that conversation, or is he take a, take a step back from those guys? Yeah, I think he's uh, just a, a hair behind him. I don't love it. I just feel like uh, his, his minutes limit is kind of – his minutes ceiling is kind of capped, and I feel like some of these guys that I do have at a similar pressure range. Isaiah Thomas is kind of the same way, but I feel like he has more upside because of his uh, usage and his permanent 
production. And then Dragic is a little bit more expensive, but he has the upside to, to get in the mid-30s if, if the rotation falls his way. So um, I'm pretty much staying away from Fultz, but I wouldn't fault anybody from for going there. It's a really good matchup, and he should see an uptick in usage and opportunity with Gordon off the floor. Looking at the DVA stuff as far as the Orlando side, no surprise, but a lot of positive matchups. Vukovic we'll talk about in a second. He's got the 10th best yeah. matchup from a DVA perspective. Isaac, the third best. Uh, Fultz, the sixth or seventh best, if I'm doing the math right. And then what about the Never Google? I feel like he's going to be kind of lost on this team. Evan Fournier, he doing anything for you? Yeah, Fournier is somewhat interesting. Um, I just feel like I'd rather go Ross. Uh, same position on FanDuel and um, uh, Ross, you just get the discount. So I prefer Ross. And I kind of feel like they essentially do the same thing. You know, they're just mainly scorers. And I feel like Fournier is probably going to get, you know, three, four extra minutes. But I think Ross could heat up and do, you know, this, kind of the similar things that, that Fournier is going to do here. So I just lean Ross on the same team. But Vooch is a guy that I really like today. Center is actually a, a really loaded position. So if you're playing, you know, on a site where you can jam in three centers, I think that's a good strategy tonight. Um, there's a lot of them that kind of make their way to the top of my overall list, and there's like three or four of them at center that are really strong plays today. Yeah, uh, especially with the pricing. Well, Wood is somebody we'll talk about. Whiteside, uh, Bam out of Bayou. I think Book steps it takes a step behind of those guys. Of course, the matchup's great when you consider the price, and I have it pulled up right now. Like Whiteside's currently projected that 49% ownership. Uh, that's on DK, and of course, there's some correlation with fantasy draft to, to where their pricing is, and Bandstrap, draft you can roster what five centers over there so like he's gonna make a ton of sense yeah. it's gonna be a hard fade that price is just really really goofy today it doesn't make a lot of sense ditto with Autobio we already talked about uh so like book you're getting a great matchup and like a little bit less ownership so for sure that's in play uh anybody else that's worth mentioning as far as Orlando anything else in this game or shall we move on uh that sums it up for me in this one all right. Do want to mention once again, a reminder, if you guys are watching us on the old YouTube, feel free to like and subscribe. Here is your incentive. Tomorrow you get uh, the Notorious's grind down for free. If we get to 150 likes, I don't believe we're there just yet. So uh, it's going to be obnoxious, but I guess I'm going to keep saying it until we get there. My apologies in advance. Just tap the like button. It takes literally no effort. Like just, just graze it with your finger, whatever it takes. All three seconds tops. That's getting your hand back to where it was, where it started. <laughs> I don't know. Why am I? Where did that go? Uh, nonetheless, <laughs> seamless segue to uh, who even, why am I doing this with three seconds? Uh, the Nets, the T-Wolves. This is the game we don't really know what's going to happen because Minnesota is being uh, some shenanigans there as far as who's in and who's out. It's currently a, a 218 total. The Nets are four-point favorites. And, I mean, I'll throw it to you as far as Minnesota, but, like, right now it's just incomplete. How do you answer these questions? it's really hard so it's kind of hard to make assumptions off uh you know especially a guy that like Wiggins who's just sick or as far as we know it's just an illness so it might be whatever kind of bug it is so it's hard to make an assumption on that and for Cat you know he's been out a few days so it's not like he's you know it's his, he's been out one game and it's a pretty significant injury like it's really hard to make assumptions on it um so I guess from a standpoint of if these guys are out the main thing for me is Covington uh Teague and Jang are going to be Pretty strong plays, I think. One thing that I noticed last game was Jang was out of the closing rotation. They actually used Noah Vonley to close a little bit, and then mainly they've been using Covington as kind of a, a hybrid center-ish. And, you know, Covington's a guy who's – the minutes have been kind of, you know, up and down so far this year. Yeah. 35, 35 last game, 39 in the overtime game against Sacramento. So, you know, you take the five minutes away, and he's right around 34. So really strong minutes for Covington with Cat out, and that's just kind of been an interesting thing that – they played Cleveland last game. So, you know, Tristan Thompson was like, he's not a small center by any means. So, them running Covington out with a, a center like that is uh, something to monitor. And Jang only played, I think it was 23 minutes last game, and he was really chalky. So, 
I do think he's still an okay play here if he uh, is obviously getting the start. Obviously a pretty strong matchup here, but uh, I don't love it, um, at the, especially at the price. I think they're even cheaper guys at, at center that you can go to, but um, I'm definitely willing to go back to Teague here. He's really you know been disappointing, especially considering his minutes. You look at the Sacramento game, the overtime game, he played 36 minutes. And then, you know, the last game only played 26. So it's been very up and down fatigue as well. But the usage numbers and the permanent numbers with Wiggins off specifically is really strong. So Teague's definitely a guy I'm willing to take a shot on, especially if people are are down on him. You know, he's let people down pretty significantly so far this year. He's been pretty bad. So 5200 on Fandle, 5500 on DraftKings. The Fandle price is really nice. So I'm, I'm willing to go back to Teague. And I think Covington is, a, is one of the better power forward plays on the slate. Is there still meat in that bone for Gorgie? Uh, 6.4K on DK, 12.4 on Fanstra, 5.7 on, on uh, Fandle, 22 bucks on Yahoo. Uh, of course, under the assumption that Cat doesn't play. But like you said, the minutes have been kind of sort of yeah. all over the place. Last game, he didn't close with Bonley closing. I mean, Minnesota, I don't know what their motivations are right now. And they're, maybe they're just figuring things out. I think they're losing a bunch, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Of course, there's no Cat there either. There's rumors about Cat getting or at least available or the Warriors checking in on him, like kicking the tires. And of course, you know, anybody would be happy to sign him to a long-term deal. And I, I'm just working on the assumption that he's not playing. Why would he play out of nowhere? I guess one day yeah. he will, but I just assume he's not. And I assume Wiggins does, but I don't know. That's kind of my assumptions right now, but it's a guesswork. Yeah, you're, you're your just guessing. Yeah, uh, for me, I, I would guess that Cat is out and that Wiggins probably plays, but I, I just really don't know. You know, Wiggins has had a couple of days off. Um, I think their last game was the 28th. Yeah, the 28th. So a couple of days off, maybe. Just, I feel like we would know by now if he was healthier, I guess. Yeah, I guess he would be probable if that illness was gone. But like I said, this is all guesswork. But about the Jang thing, it's really about the minutes projection. If, he, if you're projecting him for 28, 29 minutes, I definitely think there is still meat on that bone. I think he can pay off this price tag. But if you're kind of giving him a 24, 25-minute projection, then I don't know. So, um, you know, it's really hard because – Overtime game against Sacramento, he played 40. So you take away the five, he's around 35 minutes. It's a really strong uh, minutes uh, game right there. So it's all about what, what where the minutes are going to go, and it's really hard to determine it. And last game was definitely weird seeing Vonley play 24. Uh, so that's obviously more minutes than even Jang played. So that's kind of the main issue for him right now. I was going to make a, like, you got to see what you have in a Noah Vonley joke in 2019. But, like, you also, like, you don't really need to see what you have in Gorchi Dang either. Like, you know, these guys aren't – when Minnesota is theoretically good. Like, neither yeah. one of these guys are on the team. Or, they're like, they're not playing minutes. Right? Like, yeah. I don't, yeah. So, like, it doesn't matter. Cat yeah. um, has not played since the 13th, 13th of the month. So, again, I'm assuming he's out, but who knows. Um now, how does it factor in as far as the opponent? Because Brooklyn's one of those teams that their five is like, it's flexible too, right? So Allen right. might play 30 minutes. He might play 22 minutes and they might flip as far as DeAndre Jordan. What's the correlation? Like, you know, is Jang more likely to play if Allen's playing more or if Jordan's playing more? You understand that question? Yeah, I would assume it'd be with Jordan. But like I said, they played the Cavs last game and that's Tristan Thompson. And he's, a, you know, not a small center by any means. So, and we saw Covington playing the five here and there. So, uh, I, I really don't think it has anything to do with matchup. Uh, I'm sure, I'm sure deep down some way it does. But you know, we saw Jang play, you know, the 40 minutes in the overtime game against the Kings, who were obviously pretty pretty big up front with Rashawn Holmes. I think Bagley even played some of that game. I think that was the game he got hurt, and then Bielitsa. So um, I really, it's really hard to to guess, and I don't really want to you know make a make an assumption and be wrong. So 
as for now, I'm just going to give Covington a pretty strong minutes projection. I think his minutes are very safe uh, around 30, and then he even has the upside for a few extra. So I think he's a really strong play, especially at the price. He's 5-1 on FanDuel. I just think that's way too cheap. Even if he only plays 30, I think he's got a lot of upside here. And if you don't know, like FanDuel and Fantasy Draft, if you don't know, the information's not out there just yet. Like at lock time, you got to lock everything in on both those sites. There's no yeah. late swap. You're happy. You're, you're willing to take a chance. And even there, you still can get there in theory as far as Covington. You're, you're fine yeah, playing definitely. him essentially is what you're saying. Yeah, that, yeah, you can play Covington. Even if Wiggins and Cat play, it's a good matchup. High, pa- uh, high, high, high fast-paced game. Uh, Brooklyn's nothing special on the defensive end. So Covington can definitely get there, especially with the price tag that he's at on FanDuel. And, um, and then obviously you just have more upside if these guys are out. You got uh, Brooklyn on the other side. Dinwiddie has just been incredibly solid, incredibly consistent. Yep. Uh, you know, his game log is, I mean, it goes back maybe like 15 games now where just every single time he's, I mean, if, if nothing else, he's perfectly fine, but he's not blowing up your team. Uh, but, you know, he's priced accordingly, he's priced where he should be. This is basically one of his last chances because I think Levert is essentially on his way back or he might be coming back in a couple of days and who knows what Kyrie is up to. Uh, they're saying that Kyrie is like not playing because he can't play with KD, which is a weird rumor. <laughs> like, didn't he know that going in? I don't know if you heard this, people talking about this. Like, oh, he's just faking it. Like, okay. I don't know why you would say that, but whatever. Uh, anyway, Levert will be back soon. Uh, Dinwiddie is perfectly fine. Nothing popping about it, but, you know, if I land on him, so be it. I'm not seeking him out because, you know, he is fairly expensive, but he's worth it. Uh, Dinwiddie and the rest of the Nets, what say you? Yeah, I really like Dinwiddie today. He's probably my second favorite point guard on the entire slate. Um, and then when you're on FanDuel, it's, it's a little bit more important to kind of narrow guys down by position, obviously, because you can't put a guy in you know three different spots so um then what he i think is a really strong play here obviously a, a good matchup here and the matchup gets better if wiggins sits so um i think then what he's pretty strong uh pretty strong play here as far as brooklyn the, the, the rest of them uh jared allen is a really good play for me here tonight obviously the minutes is a it's kind of a roller coaster you know you're playing jared allen you're kind of expecting 26 but you know there could be games where he goes up and he's getting 16 blocks in the first quarter and then he <laughs> plays 30 or what it may, whatever it may be um, so I do think it's a, you know he's a guy that you can take the shot on in limited minutes. Uh, the pricing is is pretty solid. I think six k on Fanduel and six two on DraftKings are are okay prices there. Uh, over the last thirty games uh, or thirty days, I should say one point two five Fanduel points per minute and one point two one DraftKings point per minute. So he's a guy that makes a lot of his you know production off blocks, but he's still getting it done on DraftKings too. As you can tell, the uh, he's not lagging far behind on the DraftKings permanent efficiency side of things. So I think those are my top two plays there. You can go back to Torian Prince, and I know he's kind of struggled here, and the minutes haven't been as great, but I think you can go back there. I, I don't love it, but he is a guy that grades out okay for me, but it's mainly just Dinwiddie and Allen for me. Yeah. Uh, you know, Allen's still a power forward on Fando, by the way. I'm not really sure what's yeah. going on over there. That's just good. That's going to be that the rest of the season, I guess, I suppose, but he's clearly not a power forward, but whatever. Uh, hey, yeah. you, you're playing on Fando. Uh, Garrett Temple, minutes equal money. Not all minutes are created equals, minutes are created poorly. But if he plays 30 and he's still he's still really cheap over there, I don't yeah. like him as much on DK or on fantasy draft or anywhere else. But his price is pretty good. And of course, you're boxed in at shooting guard. Is he somebody like if you land on Temple, you're okay with it? Yeah, he's someone like theoretically, I think, is an okay play, but there are two guys that are pretty similarly priced. One we already talked about in Terrence Ross that I have a lot of interest in, and then another guy we're gonna talk talk about later. Um, who I have a lot of interest in as well. So at the same position, so I don't find myself getting a temple. And like I said, shooting guard, you know, you got Butler, you got Mitchell on the slate, you got some uh, high, high uh, tier options that I think are really strong. So I don't find myself getting the temple too often. There's an opportunity cost at that position today. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. 
We're moving on. Uh, Milwaukee in Chicago, 220.5 is the total. Chicago is uh, a 10-point dog here versus Milwaukee. Bledsoe is back. Giannis Antetokounmpo is back. And, you know, you can kind of sort of make the same argument we made about Luka Doncic when Luka came back for Dallas when a star is gone. All the secondary pieces get elevated. All of them, their usage gets elevated. All of them get more fantasy points per minute. And so their cost rises. And now the cost is a little bit higher on, on pretty much everybody, uh, all the secondary pieces. And with Bledsoe coming back as well, uh, I'm throwing out all the secondary pieces on Milwaukee. Bledsoe, I've not seen a minute's limit, but I would assume he's probably not going to get beyond like 27, 28. Maybe that's enough because his price is pretty reasonable. Uh, I don't like a lot on the Milwaukee side. Chicago is actually a sneaky good defensive team. They're, they're yeah. sixth uh, when it comes to defensive efficiency. You don't think of the Bulls as like a good team in anything. But they're a good defensive team. Uh, it's like Giannis or bust, basically. And Bledsoe, I guess, if you land on it. But I'm a little bit concerned as far as his minutes. I, I'm not that enthused as far as Milwaukee. Because they can also run out 11 or 12 guys. They have a super deep roster. So, I don't know. You, yep. you talk to me about the Bucks. Yeah, right now I'm giving 11 guys minutes. Uh, that's with Robin Lopez and Kyle Korver just kind of sprinkled in there. But um, they're getting minutes. So, obviously, that's taking away from some guys here. And you kind of you kind of nailed it with Middleton, um, even DiVincenzo, Lopez. These are guys who kind of prices came up because of Giannis being out. Middleton, I think, is unplayable now um, with, with both Bledsoe and Giannis. It's going to be uh, healthy. I do, I do think Bledsoe will be limited. I have him t- for 26 minutes. You can definitely go there. I think that's the one spot you can go in this one. Uh, obviously, with Giannis, you can play Giannis any day. Kind of, you know, maybe this game stays close. The matchups don't really matter for Giannis, even though you are right. This is a, a sneaky tough matchup. But Giannis and Bledsoe for me, and no interest in anything else. And, and the the interest on Bledsoe is just lukewarm. It's just more of a, a tournament play. I don't think he'll have a, too much ownership. I think people are pretty well aware that he should be limited, and um, so it's just more of a uh, GPP play. I think we have 11 or 12 projected guys. I'm, I'm not sure if I miscounted or not. I pulled up our lineup HQ, and, yeah, Giannis projected for 30 minutes, 60 fantasy points. Uh, we have uh, Bledsoe projected for 27 minutes, basically you're out as well, um, which is fine, I guess. And, like, Gerson Ayasova, of course, you're not paying him. Like, any, any of these right. secondary guys don't make any sense. Yeah, I'm just not all – Cream City's not doing it for me today. It's it's whatever. You know, yep. Giannis, if I have the money for it, sure, raw points matter. Uh, if things kind of open up, and absolutely you can put him at 80 spot, and he can play 33 minutes and get to 80. Uh, this game can stay tight, and I assume he's healthy if he's playing, because otherwise why would he play? Uh, you know, a game Monday night in Chicago just doesn't matter, like game 35 of 82, whatever it may be. So I assume he's good to go. His back was kind of – was it was his back, right? They kind of like shot up on him an all-star game, and he, he sat for a couple of days. Eh. Otherwise, uh, I guess you can talk about the Chicago side. We know how to get to Milwaukee, right? Uh, they give up a lot of threes. They're really good inside. Not, not just really good as far as yielding points inside. They are the best team in all basketball as far as giving up points in the paint by almost four points. That's an amazing stat. You know who's yeah. second, by the way? This is not like a gotcha question, but it surprised me when I saw it. You know who's second as far as yielding the least amount of points in the paint? Uh, I, I would probably guess like Utah, but I'm, I'm not sure. The Knicks. Oh, wow. Yeah. I was like, wow, really? The Knicks? That surprised me. But uh, all right, what, what are we doing with Chicago? Is there any three-pointer, uh, three-point shooters we like here in the Bulls? It's funny because the way you just summed it up, uh, you'd make this play sound crazy, but I love Wendell Carter tonight. Uh, <laughs> you you, you kind of nailed it. It is a tough matchup for him, and the price just keeps falling. But, you know, I, I think we can go back to him here, especially with the price being where it is, you know. He's priced kind of like he's a guy like Georgie Jang. You get $600 off of Wendell Carter on FanDuel uh, compared to Jang. And I think it's mainly a tournament play. 
I think you can play these out uh, these um, higher price guys, and there's a lot of or there's a few really good ones here. But I think Wendell Carter's one if you want to save some money and uh, kind of be contrarian. Wendell Carter is the, the play at center for me. Obviously, tough matchup. Definitely acknowledging that, but it, it is a fast-paced game, so pace up spot for these Bulls at the very least. As far as the rest of these guys, uh, not too much. Um, yeah, I just don't really have any interest. I guess Zach Levine would be okay, but um, he's at a, he's at a position where you know I love Jimmy Butler, like Donovan Mitchell tonight. So um, not getting to a whole lot of Levine. So it's mainly just Wendell Carter for me. Uh, great DBA matchup for Brooke Lopez for what it's worth, but you know it's hard to get excited about Barolo when Giannis and Bledsoe are back. And we talked about how strong the center position happens to be. And for what it's worth, the yeah. DBA uh, Wendell Carter is the only guy. Everybody. Everybody else in Chicago, it's the sixth worth worst matchup, but Wendell Carter's got like the eighth best matchup uh, against Milwaukee, and there he's a big that ha- he's capable of hitting a three. Like he's a big that yeah. can step back and make a three. It's not his game necessarily. Yeah, it's something he can do. Um, it, he can also foul. He's super handsy. Obviously, that's why you qualified it with a tournament play. He's never he's not, like one of my guys that are handsy to get like a foul in the first minute, and then it's just like the, whole, the entire game. It's just like every single yeah. ticky tack yeah. play. It's like. No, no, no. Move the ball. Don't, don't drive on him. You drive on him, he's going to foul. Oh, he's going to foul. Yeah. There's the foul. Yeah. It's- the, the interesting thing for me is, um, you know, over the past like three or four years, I've been, you know, targeting Brooke Lopez. I really don't think he's that good of a defender. His blocks are almost at three per game this year. And that's, you know, way more than he has averaged throughout his career. His defensive efficiency numbers, he, this is his best defensive, best defensive season by far. He's almost 10 efficiency points better uh, this year than he was last year. And I'm assuming it's probably because he's playing on a better defensive team. So it just kind of sprinkles down to him. But um, he's just never been a good defender his entire career. And I think, you know, he's just, just not this year. I think he's being benefited because of the team that he's on. So centers against Milwaukee, it's obviously a tough matchup. Being uh, they, they do pack a lot of their defensive scheme in, in the paint. Obviously, Giannis is a force in there. But um, when you when you have guys like Thaddeus Young and Mark and that Giannis is going to have to match up on, I think Wendell Carter will have, you know, a lot of one-on-one opportunities with Lopez. I think that's pretty, uh, you know, I think that's a good spot for him. So I'm really just Wendell Carter. I think the price is okay. And you said it, he definitely has that foul trouble issue, but if he's not in foul trouble, the minutes have been all right. So I'm okay with Wendell Carter. Marketing questionable still for what it's worth. And he's a guy that can hit some threes too. I suppose if he plays, he's interesting for tournaments. His yeah. price is pretty fair. Uh, but yeah, I would definitely relegate him, relegate him just the tournaments. Uh, again, one more, one more reminder as far as if you guys are watching on YouTube, well, ask some questions on YouTube, and Devin's going to go ahead and pull those. We'll, we'll do our best to answer as many as possible at the end of the show. Got about 18 minutes left, two games, a knockout first. But, again, if you guys hit the like button 150 times collectively, you get the grind down for free tomorrow. Noto's new and improved grind town. Uh, it's basically the first place I look as far as doing my research. After I do my research, if that makes sense. You do, your, you do your research first, right? And then you start like, okay, let's see what else is going on around the industry. Yeah. Uh, we do not have news just yet as far as the Pistons. Detroit, of course, and Utah tonight, 217.5 is a total. They're nine-point dogs. We're seeing, uh, well, Morris is definitely out, and Blake is doubtful. But come on, Blake's not going to play, right? No, I don't think so. I I, I I tend to trust teams when they when they rule someone doubtful uh, and just kind of assume they're out. So obviously with, with Blake Griffin and Marquise Morris being out, it's I think it's Christian Wood season. I haven't projected for 28 minutes tonight. So, uh, yeah, I think Wood's probably the best value play on the entire slate. And I think Drummond's a pretty strong play. This is a tough matchup, don't get me wrong, but I'm just kind of hoping that this ownership uh, is lower than it normally would be. I do I do think, obviously, Wood's going to be fairly chalky, especially on DraftKings where you can play anybody in any position, essentially. But um, I think 
the ownership would be higher and, and a good matchup, obviously. So um, I think there's three guys here, even four, that you can play um, with extreme confidence. It's Christian Wood, Bruce Brown Jr., Andre Drummond, and even Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose is fourth on that list because of the minutes. They just don't ever let him, you know, they don't even let him run out there for like 32 minutes. They pretty much hard cap him at 30, and sometimes it's even lower than that. So uh, Derrick Rose is someone really efficient when he's out there, really high usage when he's out there, but he's just not out there a whole lot because of his whatever reason. Um, but Christian Wood is, I have him projected for 28 minutes, like I said, good per minute guy. Andre Drummond, don't really need to say much about him. I think uh, it's a tough matchup, but 1.5 is what I projected him for per minute wise, trying to give him a little bit of a boost with Blake Griffin and, uh, and Kennard and, and Reggie Jackson off the floor. So, I think Drummond's super interesting here in this one. And I'm not sure if you have like a, a read on his ownership or if you checked the ownership lately, but um, I don't think he'll be the highest owned center. I think you mentioned Whiteside was. Yeah, um, you're, so, talking the, you're talking about Drummond? Yeah. Oh, he'll be behind all the guys. He'll be behind Book. He'll be, people will run away from the matchup against Gobert. Uh, okay, yeah. He'll, he'll be behind Book. He'll definitely be behind Whiteside. I can, I can pull it up in front of me. And uh, Wood, by the way uh, – <laughs> He's sixty four percent projected own, which is just insane. Uh, is that on DraftKings? Yes. Uh, okay. Which yeah. I assume that's correlates with fantasy draft as well. Yeah, that's what I figured. Just because you know, on you know, you can play him in I think what three or four different spots considering utility forward, uh-huh. center, power forward. So the ownership's obviously going to be much higher. I think on Fanduel he could. I, I assume it'd be lower. I haven't checked the updated uh, projection ownership since the show went live, but yeah, I mean Drummond. I'm looking at it now fourth. Fourth, according to centers, so 17% on FanDuel. That's not on DraftKings, it's just FanDuel. But I think that's really interesting. You know, he's obviously going to play a ton of minutes. And if people are running away from this matchup, I'm willing to jump all over it. And then him, Bruce Brown, and Christian Wood are three of my favorite plays on the slate. So are you making a little bit of a stack? Are you playing, you're running it back on the other side? Yep. Uh, on the other side, I love Donovan Mitchell. Um, I'm liking uh, both small forwards, Bogdanovich and Ingles. The same, they're the same price, so the, the decision's been pretty hard, but I'm just going to lean Bogdanovich, even though Ingles has been amazing over the past like week or two. But um, I just think Bogdanovich has a little bit more upside. He's playing a ton of minutes. Ingles is as well, but um, over the year, Bogdanovich has been a little bit better of a, of a permanent guy. So I'm going to go back to him there in this one. So Mitchell and Bogdanovich are the guys that I like the most here with Ingles kind of being that third option. And you could play him over Bogdanovich if you wanted to. Wood 64%, Whiteside 49%, at a body with 36, Vuk 22, then Dang, then Gobert and Drummond at 13% on DK, if you're curious. Um, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, but I get it. It makes sense, yeah. right? Just because yeah. the Whiteside price is goofy, the out of bio price is goofy. Uh, Wood is super cheap. Of course, you're going to play Wood at forward. Uh, it's a two center night, by the way. Is that fair to say? If you're playing uh, on Yahoo, if you're playing on, uh, on DK, you want to get two centers. And of course, you can cheat uh, with the forward slash center guys and get like three or four or five picks, right? I would say it's even, you know, yeah, even more than two. I think you could play like three if you wanted. Obviously, they have to be power forward slash center. Um, but, yeah, I think you can play a handful of these guys and obviously two or three in your lineup. I think it's a good strategy. Yeah. I mean, I was saying like the guys that are just with the C, like your yeah, utility exactly. spot should be a center. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, your favorite play on Utah, I know you ran a bunch of guys down, but who's the one you're most likely to have? Uh, Donovan Mitchell. I think the price tag, especially on FanDuel, where I do play the most, is 7800 I think that's just a little bit too cheap for the upside that he has. It's, I think this is going to be a pretty slow, play, slow paced game. So the ownership, I don't expect to be too heavy on the Utah side. Um, I think Donovan Mitchell will be pretty, um, no, I wouldn't say contrarian, but I think he'll be under 20%. Um, so I think that's someone interesting here. Obviously, he's a guy who can heat up at any moment. So Mitchell, I have a lot of interest in. Let's see. Different site you were asking about as far as the ownership of a guy like uh, 
Mitchell, we currently have him. This is for DK twelve uh, percent. Okay. You like that? Yeah, yeah, I think that's really, really strong. You know, nowadays in NBA, you you get a guy at twenty percent, you're like, wow, this is low owned. <laughs> so because there's so many guys that are like eighty percent owned. So the um, secret chat is what you're talking about. Is that what you're referencing? Yeah, hey, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I still haven't got an invite. I need somebody to vouch for me. I still, uh, I, I tried to use the password Fidelio and it didn't work for what, me, whatever. What's reason, the first rule about Fight Club? We don't talk about it. Well, I guess I just <laughs> broke. The, this is why I'm not allowed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I got a big mouth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Butler and Dimity, of course, are one too. And your McRae is a cheapie. Is another guy who's kind of popping as far as shooting guard specifically. Yeah. Uh, are we moving on? We talking about the hammer? Yeah, let's do it. All right, Phoenix and Portland. Uh, 231 is a total in this game. Big number, of course. Uh, Phoenix is a four-point dog. We're currently seeing Aiton as a questionable. Um, if he goes, if Aiton goes, uh, that's a bump for Whiteside because Aiton's a horrendous defender. Not that you're not playing Whiteside already, especially like on DK and fantasy draft. Uh, but also, I think you cross out Charrett, you cross out Aiton, you cross out Baines, and you cross out the tank, Frank Kaminsky. Is that correct? Yeah, definitely. And, you know, the Aiton thing, I think it was doubtful last night. Now, and then he got upgraded to questionable. So mm-hmm. that's, that's even harder to you know, speculate on that. So I, I'm just going to, I don't, I don't think I'd have any interest if Aiton plays. And, you know, with the, uh, the guys that I mentioned at center, Baines would be the main guy to benefit from, you know, Aiton sitting. So I don't think I necessarily have to go to Baines. I think if you're playing on a, on a site with late swap, he'd be an okay option. Probably have him around uh, 29, 30 minutes if Aiton were to sit. But um, other than that, if Aiden plays, I don't really have any interest in these these big men here. So um, I'm trying not to worry about it too much just because I think there are other options at center and even power forward that I'm okay with without worrying about these sons. Yeah, Baines has been popping in models, it seems like, the last five or six Phoenix games. And he's just, like, doing just enough to be okay. But yeah. he's not breaking any slates or anything. Like, he's a, he's a math guy. And this is all in the assumption that if Aiden doesn't play, I guess he's kind of sort of somewhat interesting. But – I'm still not enthused about his prospects. I don't love his upside, and there is other options there. And, you know, Portland, you know, without Scott LeBessier, outside of Whiteside, they really have very little depth. Moses Brown, I guess, is a big that they can roll out there. But uh, maybe this game can go small when Whiteside's not out there. So, yeah, I'm just not excited about Baines either way, but I get it as far as the math. If if Aiton doesn't play, you like Booker, uh, you like uh, Oubre, you like Rubio, any of these other pieces on Phoenix, or you want to talk about Portland? Uh, Ubre is my favorite one, especially on Fandle. The price just hasn't come up on Fandle. He's just playing a ton of minutes. I know he had a pretty bad game, I think, uh, two games ago. And then um, I think a pretty massive one last game, right? Yeah, so uh, 50, 49.5 Fandle points last game, and the price just didn't come up at all. Coming off the really bad game against Golden State, really had 15 fantasy points when he got in foul trouble pretty early. But, uh, but yeah, I think Ubre is my favorite one here. Booker is... I like Booker a lot, theoretically. The price is really nice, especially on FanDuel, but I've mentioned Butler and, and Mitchell frequently. So those are – I think I list both of those guys, and then Booker would probably be, be third. And then there's the value guys like McCray and Ross. The shooting guard position is the hardest one for me today on FanDuel where you can only play two of them. I wish I could play you know, a couple more, but those are the main five that I'm deciding from, and Booker's probably third on my list. So I'm um, going to try to try to mix these guys in here in a few in a few different lineups, but – Mainly Ubre and Booker, not not a lot of interest in Rubio for me. I just think there are other point guard options that I'm going to, and you know, spend up a little bit more to get Dinwiddie on Fanduel. I think that's what I would rather do here, especially with the the interest that I have in Ubre. Got some questions loading up here. We'll get them in just a second. We're gonna talk about the Blazers. Got about ten minutes or so before we step aside and make way for the premium shows for crunch time. Uh, I think we're like one or two likes away, like for real. I think we're one or two likes away. 
of uh, hitting our goal of 150. So if you haven't raised that like button, please do so, and you'll get yourself uh, you'll get Notorious's grind down for free tomorrow. It's a good time. It looks like uh, STL Cars just live tweeted that he was the 150th like. So it looks like we got there. Oh well, that cards finally. I figured he would know a guy, but I guess cards now he has now has access to it. So good for him. I saw yep. he's so excited about golf season starting, which uh, <laughs> I don't. I saw him tweeting about golf season. Like, all right, sounds like good times. So I don't. I don't know much about golf, but uh, all right. As far as the Portland side, well, Whiteside is seven one on DK. He's thirteen four on fantasy draft. Uh, he averages one point four, one point three five fantasy points per minute. Uh, just an awesome, awesome play on both those sides. You can play him elsewhere too, but there he's absolutely popping. Mello's been good from a fantasy perspective, just short of a fantasy point per minute. Lillard's kind of priced down, but you know he's not a monster of fantasy points per minute, but he plays a ton of minutes. He's like 1.21, 1.27, depending on what shop uh, you're shopping at. Uh, McCollum, a fantasy point per minute, and uh, Bazemore, we presume, is going to draw the start here in the absence of um, – who did they take over for last game? God, am I missing – Hazonia, okay. Hazonia is questionable for what it's worth, so yeah, yeah. that might change some things to some extent. Talk to me about the Blazers. Yeah, so if Hazonia does sit, um, Carmelo is going to essentially have to play as many minutes as he can handle, I would assume, considering he's been kind of handling the power forward minutes in this one. Um, so I have him projected for 35 minutes right now. That's with Hazonia out. Uh, and then Bazemore is another guy who could pick up at some extra minutes here. I have him projected for 31, so he's another guy who – does obviously pop a little bit with that with those minute projections as far as white side um on DraftKings, i think he's a pretty strong play on fanduel i think i'll be uh full fading him essentially just because he, i think he's gonna be pretty popular the pricing isn't as appealing over there and he is gonna be pretty chalky and he's a guy who he's a pretty a guy, a guy who can bust any given day you know with the foul trouble with the you know if, if it's a game where you know he only gets one block and you know maybe Lillard or McCollum have big games, and the scoring isn't really there for him. A lot of ways that this one goes wrong for Whiteside. I do think he's still a strong play on DraftKings because the pricing is nice, and you're not, you know, giving up playing a guy like Andre Drummond or playing a guy like Vucevic or playing a guy like Bam. You can do that uh, on on DraftKings. You can play, you know, three of those guys or whatever it may be. So um, I think uh, he's a better player over there on Fando. I think I'll be. Yeah, I don't think I'll have any of Whiteside and Fando just because of how much I do like Drummond, especially at lower ownership. But Lillard's another play that I love. He's my number one point guard of the day. Um, haven't checked the updated ownership, but I'm hoping that it's not anything too crazy. I assume he'll be the, the highest owned point guard, so it's a really good matchup for him. Um, I bet but, he's not that high on FanDuel. Maybe, I mean, maybe he is because like the value kind of opened up. But earlier in the yeah. day, I think all like the 5K guys were kind of interesting on FanDuel. At least that's where I was at like a couple hours ago. Yeah, and and you know with um with the pricing on him, just it just hasn't. He hasn't really had any monster games, so the pricing isn't uh, anything crazy. But he's just a guy who's gonna his minutes are gonna be near near forty night in and night out. Like, I'm projected for thirty seven, but you know over the past um, five games he's averaged thirty eight. So he's gonna you know have a ton of minutes upside. The, the matchup's fine here. Both teams you know top fifteen in pace, so could be a good one for fantasy purposes. So I think this is a good spot for Lillard. Yeah, I feel like he's been hurt to some degree with the rise of Mello, the arrival of Mello, and also Whiteside yeah. kind of being, you know, thriving as well. Um, and you mentioned like Whiteside, like you could just say it's Whiteside. Like that's he does goofy things. Goofy things yeah. can happen with him, uh, yeah. and it's lazy analysis. But like, and he's he's got a ceiling of seventy, but like he can also put up twenty, and like neither would shock me. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I, I get I mean, the idea I, of fading him. I do think he is a little bit more. Uh, uh, the floor is a little bit steadier with Labissiere out because you know. Mm-hmm. Are they going to run Melo out there at the five? I'm not really too sure. that We've seen them do it with Tolliver before, but how often are they going to do that? Um, he just hasn't really played a, a whole lot. So 
you know, on the day after Christmas, Tolliver didn't even play at all. Um, so he's, he's, he's DNP'd all the time. So uh, I just don't see them running these guys out the five significantly. So the minutes for Whiteside seem a little bit more secure than normal, but with foul trouble and, and, you know, the blocks that he, that is accounts for a lot of his production. Um, I think you can fade him here. So I'm doing that on FanDuel. Uh, it's definitely a scary fade, but um, doing it. I think Stotts is one of the best coaches in the NBA, kind of underrated. And like, yeah. he's not fun from a DFS perspective because he's like always doing different things and changing stuff on the fly based upon, you know, how things are working and what is or is not working. But Spolster is another guy. I think Spolster is a really good coach. And, uh, and also Jim Carrey in Dallas. What's the dude's name? Looks like Jim Carrey. I can't Jim Carlisle. There you go. Or Jeff. <laughs> yeah, I gotcha. Jim Carlisle. Rick Carlisle. That's what Rick it is. Carlisle. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, we got some questions to knock out before we step aside. Uh, Vuk or Whiteside? Who do you uh, who do you prefer amongst those two? Uh, on DraftKings, I'll go Whiteside, but on, on FanDuel, I'm gonna lean Vooch. You get, I think it's like six hundred dollars off, so you can use that and, and upgrade somewhere else. So I think they're both really strong plays, but it's site dependent for me. Pick one of these Heat players. You got DJJ, Derek Jones Jr. or Myers Leonard. Uh, Jones Jr. for me. Yeah, uh, I agree. McCray versus Ross. So that's kind of putting your boy. That you, I know you're on Ross before. McCray, of course, gets this nice yeah. boost. With Beal out, is he going to draw the start? He might start, right? Um, I'm not sure. They've been doing they they do wonky things. Well, it doesn't matter. Starting yeah. yeah, I like him either way. I think he plays around 30 minutes. I do think overall he's probably somewhat limited. They said uh, the other day in their last game that his minutes limit was raised, and then he played just under 30. So I'm assuming his minutes limit is 30, but I'm assuming he's going to play 30. So I, I'm going to lean McCray over Ross. I think he just is a little bit you know more upside because he can do more things. I think Ross is more pure scorer. I like them both, but I lean McCray. Can you play McCray, IT2, and Peyton all in the same lineup? Three Wizards. Um, I think you can. I think I would uh, – Peyton, I'm a little lukewarm on just because the price has gone up, but I definitely think you can play him. I think it's okay. I would recommend, if you're, especially in a tournament, if you're doing three of them, to bring it back with a guy like Butler or Bam because those guys are already good plays. And if you're playing three of those guys, you're assuming that they're all going to have pretty strong performances leading to a close game, and I think those correlate well if you bring it back with them. Booker and McCollum. Uh, Booker. O'Neal or Sharich? Sharich has been losing minutes and if Aiton's back, you don't, you probably don't want either one of those guys is the answer, yeah. I think. But if you had to pick one. Uh, yeah, I don't think I want either of those guys. I think mm-hmm. Sarich is the, the minutes on Sarich have been sketchy uh, even with uh, these guys being out. So um, I guess I just would go anything other than Sarich. But um, yeah, I don't love those options there. Uh, DK GPP last piece. I'm not sure how this works. So this is a last piece. Ross versus Isaac. Isn't Isaac more like distinctly more than Ross? Yeah, uh, he's uh, two thousand at least on more on both sides. So I guess if you wanted to, you know, go down to Ross to upgrade somewhere, it would just depend on what you got on your other lineups. But I guess raw points, or I guess per dollar um, on on Fanduel, I like Isaac. On DraftKings, I like Ross per dollar. I think oh, this is right. an easy one. Two for for cash. Bogdanovich and Clarkson versus Wood and McCollum. Uh, I'm going to go Wood and McCollum. I think you have to have Wood and cash, and Clarkson yeah. is just by no means a cash game play today. Uh, do, you, do you have a big poppy play today? I'm not sure what that reference is to. Are you a big David Ortiz <laughs> fan, or what? Is it a callback to something I've missed? Uh, not that I know of. Maybe I. Uh... <laughs> I don't know what that is. I just read the questions. Maybe. Maybe someone had me drinking something during one of these shows, and I said I had a big poppy play of the day. Um, but I guess I'm going to go with – oh, I don't know. That's tough. I guess I'll go with Kelly Oubre. I really like him. 
I think he's going to be pretty popular, but he's going to be a guy that I have in the majority of my FanDuel lineups because of the pricing. I think it's a boom-bust play, Big Poppy. He either homers or strikes. Um, I don't know. Uh, Collins versus yeah. Isaac? Um, uh, John Collins versus Isaac, is that what you said? I guess, yeah, Collins versus Isaac. Okay. Yeah, they're different. They're priced different, different prices again. Well. Yeah. Uh, oh, real against? quick. Wiggins and Towns both ruled out. Um, oh, I, I would take Collins over Isaac, but yeah. So now, if you want, I guess we could. I guess. Do you like Teague? I assume you like Covington a lot now. I like Covington a lot, and I like Teague uh, a pretty significant amount, unless he's popular. But yeah. Napier revenge game. No. Gorgie. No. I don't no. Think no, so. no Gorgie for you. No, I, I'm kind of convinced that he's going to lose minutes to Covington and Vonley again. Mm-hmm. Uh, could burn me. He could play 30, but I think he's going to be pretty popular and. You can play a guy like Wendell Carter, who's even cheaper, or um, you know, do other things in the utility spot or whatnot. So I'm gonna probably be off, Jane. All right, apologies if we did not get to your questions. The time is up. We got to step aside and get out of here and make way for crunch time. He's Kyle. I'm Dean. Thanks for watching. You get Noto's grind down for free tomorrow because y'all hit enough likes. So thanks for that. Uh, stay tuned for crunch time, and thank you, fans, for sponsoring the show. We're out of here. Holler. <laughs>